the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch, on the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. Caroline. No one can do it quite like Caroline. It's time for Caroline. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am your host, Caroline Hobby. I know music, I know people, and I know the questions you want to ask. So let's get hyper. Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. I'm super pumped about this episode because I have Noah Guthrie joining me. Y'all probably recognize him. He was a star of Glee. He joined the cast the seventh season. We talk all about that. He's also a YouTube sensation. He's had over 15 million, or was it 25 million views? So many views on his YouTube page. We talk about everything, and he has a new album coming out, The Valley. It's so inspiring. I cannot wait for y'all to hear this interview. Here he is, Noah Guthrie. What's up? Oh, uh, a lot. Lots of press. Lots, Lots of, of press. Things. Oh, yeah. You've had a big life to only be 23. <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully it gets uh, bigger and bigger. So I want to start with like a few little rapid-fire questions. All right. Just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Ellen. Oh, my gosh. Um, incredibly thankful to be on her website that one time. <laughs> tell me what happened with that, because that's sort of um, what got you going in a way. Yeah, You're so... You're a YouTube phenom. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, no, so I, I did. I started on YouTube, um, and the way I, I got started was I posted a cover song of like my favorite U2 song, uh, which is Where the Streets Have No Name. And when I posted that, um, y you know, I, I did it just to do it. Like, I wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't trying to do anything with it. So you were just putting up a YouTube song because yeah, you wanted to put it up? pretty much. And actually, I think I think my dad uh, just kind of decided to put it up, you know, without me knowing. At, at one Your dad's point. been a big advocate for you. He has, my, uh, my whole life. <laughs> That's very lucky. Uh, which is good in a dad, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, we uh, ended up putting the, the video online. And just a researcher at the Ellen DeGeneres show um, liked it and, and wanted to put it on their website. They were having a they were in a competition uh, for when she still had a record label. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Um, oh, like to see who could be the next big star yeah, on Ellen's label? right. And I ended up winning the competition, and then nothing happened. Uh, so we were just like, okay. Did you go on her show? No. See, and another thing, uh, we had been scheduled to, to actually do the show, like, two or three times, I think, and it just always, something never lined up. Um, but no, we were super ready. I'm still super ready. So to this uh, day, you have not gone on Ellen? No, no, but I, I was on her website, and that really is, though, that competition got everything going. That's when we kind of decided, okay, well, now I have a bunch of people looking at me. Um, and, you know, it just gave me traction that I didn't think I'd get. Did it grow um, your fan base being on that show? Yeah, I, I would say it, it started it, um, just because... After that video, it was literally the first one I posted. Um, the first one you posted gets yeah. you to Ellen? Yeah. You were touched <laughs> by the divine. Because you're, to be 23 and to have had the things happen to you, which we're going to get into, obviously you've been on Glee. Super blessed. 25 million YouTube views yeah. on an on a <laughs> LMFAO song, which you yeah. weren't even planning on doing for real. Land you a spot on Glee. I mean, your life is so blessed. Yeah, very much. Um, you know, I... I, I do what I can with <laughs> with what I'm given, and I'm, I've been given some awesome stuff. So it's been it's been great. Okay, so after Ellen, we we was how old were you when that happened? Oh my gosh, uh, seventeen I think, seventeen eighteen. 
um, yeah, so after Ellen, uh, after that website, little uh, cameo there, um, just decided to start posting more covers, and, and that just kind of fueled the fan base a little more and more and more, and then eventually I had the Sexy I Know It um, cover, and, and things kind of blew up from there. So um, we got to pause on that for a minute. All right. Okay, so you're now, you have a YouTube page going. I was going to ask you, did you never, and you said this earlier, like, you didn't set out to be like, I want to be a YouTube star. No. Here's how I'm going to lay it out. Do I'm going to post a video every week. I'm going to try to like get hooked up with other YouTube stars mm -hmm. to grow my, you just, that was not your agenda. No. Um, honestly, like from the get-go, my main thing has always been writing music and, and wanting to perform original music. Um, but when we started, or when I started the YouTube covers, um, you know, it, it's it's it was the perfect way to get my name out there because no one's out there typing in Noah Guthrie original music ever. Um, so they I, were. I did today. Well, now you do. <laughs> um, but, but you back know, then, no yeah, one even knew to look for. Yeah, so they were only you know you're typing in uh, whatever the big the biggest pop songs are. So I, I would try to kind of you know take those pop songs and, and rework them and. and making my own and it was a good way to build a fan base um, and I've, I've built such a loyal fan base from them um, and I don't think I expected that I, I didn't expect them to stick around as long as they have and they, they've been great um, and you know yeah it's when you get a viral video everything changes it's, it's weird so you said that a lot of times when you're posting YouTube videos you would do several takes you would like reshoot mm. it make sure it was right but for whatever reason, with this one particular, the LMFAO, yeah. Sexy and I Know It, you were like, okay, I've been wanting to post this video for a while. Mm -hmm. You've been thinking about an arrangement, but you did like a one-take thing, right? Yeah, it and was. And you were uh, even like lagging. Like you hadn't posted one in a while. I was. Your dad was I was. Pressure on you. Yeah, what really happened is I was, I, I think, I don't know if it was uh, just some kind of break. I, I guess I had gone on a summer break or something. Um, and I hadn't posted a video in about three weeks, which if you're trying to build something on YouTube, that's a no-no. You can't, can't do that. You have to post every week? That's what you want to do, like, but most now probably post two or three times a week. I, I just can't. <laughs> uh, I've never been able to do that. But anyway, um, you know, I, I'd been off for about three weeks, um, and I, I think I was at my dad's house, and I had been playing this little blues riff. Um, and for some reason, I, I sang, like, wiggle, 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 yeah, over the top of it. And he was like, you should do that. And I said no. <laughs> Not that this isn't a serious song, but you were doing like more serious songs. Uh, yeah, you know, your artistry I've type. always kind of liked the more, you know, the deeper singer-songwriter style of stuff. And um, But this, you know, I think a couple days after that, I was still hadn't put anything up and I was feeling very guilty. So um, just decided to do it, you know, as kind of a goofy, like, joke to myself you know but you changed um, the arrangement you kind of made your own yeah style. it is absolutely not the lmfao arrangement um you know it's it's just your standard really just a standard blues riff um with the the sexy i know it lyrics over the top and, and just kind of placed in, in different weird ways but yeah it was it was a rare video that was like one take um and <laughs> i went to bed after i posted it and and it was blowing up the next morning so Next morning, you woke up like 50,000 hits. How, so was that the song that was happening at that time? Like that was everywhere? Honestly, I think it was, it, I guess technically in the pop world, it was kind of old at the point. Like it was like a, it was at least six or seven months old, which, you know, the cycle just kind of goes and goes. So, um, I, you know, I didn't think it was going to get that much traction, um, but it was just something to post and it was something kind of different, you know, um, and I guess that's what caught people's ear. 
Um, but yeah, it, it blew up the next morning and then eventually I was on to the Today Show and, and just doing a bunch of different press and it, it was it was nuts. <laughs> so when you go on the Today Show after you become a YouTube phenom, is the topic like YouTube phenom joins us on the Today Show? Um, I think it was more of like, they kind of, I, I feel like they kind of hit the nail on the head, honestly, because I think they really marketed it more as like, uh, you know, awkward high school kid <laughs> has viral video and is on the show today to, to, to share his voice or whatever. And, and it turned out really, really well. They, they treated me so, so good on the Today Show and, uh, really just couldn't say enough good things about that, that crew. They were so, so awesome. And to be, you know, like 18 and, and like, I loved Matt Lauer for so long and still do. And like, and, and, and Curry was on there when I was on there. Um, but, you know, I've grown up watching the Today Show since I was a kid. And uh, it was it was really, really cool. It was unbelievable. What is that like to really have overnight success? Because it's not that you weren't always talented and weren't working towards mm -hmm. it, but literally to go to bed one night, as you say, self-proclaimed awkward high school kid and wake up the next day and be a YouTube phenom going on the Today Show. What is that like to, and then here comes Glee, the mm. producers calling you because they want you to join the hottest show <laughs> on TV. What is that like? Um, to the first half of that question, I would <laughs> say scary, a little bit scary. Just Were you prepared for it? No, no, never. Uh, I don't think I've. I wouldn't be prepared for it today if it happened, but it, it's, um, it is such a whirlwind kind of event, a viral video or anything that's like an overnight, you know, overnight success, um, is such a, it's like lightning in a bottle, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't just recreate it over and over. And that's what I, I kept getting that question after sexy. I know it happened was like, well, how do I, you know, people would write in, how do I make a viral video? How do I, I, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, there's, I don't know a formula for it, but. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's really, I would say it was scary and exciting at the same time, you know, it was my first time, like, uh, first time I went to New York City and, and, you know, got to go around there and, and see all the big buildings and beautiful lights and. What did you think um, when you saw all this? Oh my gosh, it, it was amazing, but also, like, being from such a small town, it, like, just overloaded me a little bit. Um, but no, it was, you know, it, I, no one else had had that experience in my circle of friends so it was just weird to kind of have this event happen that that no one else had you know I couldn't relate to anyone else like Did people in, change around you when you came back um high school got easier it yeah, did yeah. was it hard before um I wouldn't say it was hard but it, I was definitely you know I wasn't like the most popular kid um but it was much easier when people like started hearing what I'm actually passionate about doing was just singing. And saw you and, for yeah. your talents and yeah. your heart. Yeah, so, and you know, I had I had some friends that kind of knew what I did already. I was in, you know, a band in high school and we played around the town, but, um, you know, once, <laughs> once stuff started picking up for me, yeah, of course, like people get a little nicer, they get, you know, a little more cozy, uh, which is fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a weird thing to have happen to you, honestly. If you were to sum up high school, what, how would you describe high school? Because to me, high school is such an awkward time for me. Like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know whoever <laughs> likes high school. Yeah. There's so much, it's just such a, it's such a weird phase of life, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess if I had to sum up my high school experience, um, I was, started out band geek, uh, went to choir geek, um, 
kind of got more into like just the 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 arts side of things and and just uh, performance in general. Um, but you know, I I I'm a bigger guy. I was bigger in high school, so like I was the chubby, um, super shy kid uh, trying to to figure it out and figure out my friends. Um, and I definitely like in my in like eleventh grade. I think I think that's when I kind of figured out where my my real friend group was. And who? Uh, where Where did you feel most at home? I definitely like more with the the like the art kids, um, or just anyone that was doing you know whether it was visual art or performance art or anything like that. I just just kind of clicked with them because you you can still be weird, uh, and it's okay. You know? Totally. Um, but you know it it's it. it it's kind. Of, it's what I said before when I started singing uh, in public, or when people just started hearing the music or whatever. It just it just got easier, you know. Um, I, I think I was saying this to uh, my brother the other day. I, I saw somebody um, in town that I went to school with, and you know, we just we said what's up and how you doing and stuff. But I was just thinking about it, like we in high school, me and this other guy just ran in such different crowds. Um, but the one thing that like actually brought us together was music, and we had such uh, just similar tastes in music that we really shouldn't have been friends at all. Um, but we were totally really really great friends, and I saw him in town the other day, and it just it lasts, you know, like that connecting thing lasts. Um, but you know, it, it's a it was a crazy thing, and I think it I think being that kind of kid in high school kind of helped me with the character on Glee because it was very you. much the same. <coughs> um, I was going to ask you, did your life actually, did you end up living your life in Glee? Yeah, kind of, um, minus the really bad wardrobe. Um, <laughs> I don't mean bad <laughs> as in the wardrobe department was bad. I mean the clothes I had to wear were just crazy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was... I got it. I, I understood the role. Uh, Roderick was... Tell me about your role. Tell me about... Roderick. Uh, he was Noah Guthrie in high school. No, um, <laughs> so who is Noah Guthrie in high school? Who is Roderick? He was just, you know, he's, he's, I think I played, he was a senior. So he was a senior who still had Were you a senior when you were a senior? I. Were y'all right around the same age? No, no. I actually, this was, I guess I was 20. Okay. Yeah. So you're just a little I older. I was 20. Than yeah, because I had my 21st on the set. Okay. Uh, but. Um, no, Roderick was was uh, you know senior in high school, trying to find like his his group of friends before he graduated, um, who kind of had a very like soulful voice and kind of an old school look at music, um, which is also me. Um, and he was just you know he shy and doesn't really know how to like start conversations very well. Me, um, <laughs> but you know it. it it was it was easy to play him one because the writers were so good at, at matching the character up with. with did they write him first, or did they get to know you and write him as? Um, they I found think you? they probably wrote most of the the first script without me, just to have a a uh, something to go from. And then once I started reading the lines, they they pretty much just kind of rewrite if they need to. And I think they rewrote some of it. Um, but yeah, you know the writers. I think we're one of like one of my favorite groups of people on the show were just the, the writers that would come in and hang out on set because they would have to hang out with you to get to know you to see yeah. how you would say the lines that they think you're going to say. So, yeah, I, I think uh, they did a great job of just 
making it pretty close to me so I, I didn't have to act as much and that was especially good for me because I've never acted before so that was completely new. So when you get called by the producers, because do they find your video? Is that how they found you on YouTube? Um, or how so do they find you? And <laughs> what then what happened? are you thinking? Because you're like, oh my gosh, I've never acted before. Right. I'm about to join the biggest show uh, on TV. I was on the road um, just playing music. Um, and I had like a little filler date in between two main shows. Uh, I played this little house show in San Francisco. And um, it was a tiny show, like 10, 15 people tops. Um, because that's all you could fit in this guy's apartment. Oh, it was an um, apartment show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it was just like a quick way to, to make a few extra bucks. Um, but anyway, I'd, I'd played, you know, a little concert for them in their courtyard. And one of the guys that had attended, uh, his name was Jason. I think his name is Jason Brock, maybe. Um, but he, I think, had been on The X Factor or something like that. But also, he was, the next day, he was going to go to L.A. and... Um, judge at some kind of talent competition with a couple other judges. One of the other judges uh, was a girl named Alex uh, who was looking to help cast for the last season of Glee. And um, I think she, she said to him, I'm looking for a certain guy for this role. We can't seem to find him. What were they looking um, for? They were looking for a shy, chubby kid with the voice of Otis Redding is what she said. Um, as far as the voice of Otis Redding, I don't know. Your but, voice is out of this world. Uh, thanks. <laughs> so um, huge. But no, he, he, I think, you know, once he heard what she was looking for, he was just like, I think I saw him in San Francisco last night, so here's his number, you know, if y'all want to connect. And, um, you know, we didn't expect anything out of it. He, he, had, he contacted us again and just told us, you know, hey, you might get a call from Alex at Casting at Glee. And um, we didn't really think anything of it. Uh, and then sure enough, we get a call. Um, about a week or so later um, and you know at first I really I wasn't too keen on doing it just because um, wasn't looking for acting I wasn't not on my radar at all and I and I was probably just a little concerned that I wouldn't be able to do it Were, yeah, I was um, gonna say did, did, did fear creep in yeah for sure Are you scared of yeah what if I fail or what yeah. if I like um, they make me look like a, not they but what I look like a fool, no or? no exactly and you know when it's when your music is your main thing and like you, you I want to be known as a songwriter um, you know we were talking a little bit about this earlier just about like I didn't set out to be a youtuber so I didn't set out to be an actor either um, so you know you just I feel like you always kind of want to really think about the choices you make and like how far you're stepping out of, of what you really want to do do you believe God um, opens doors for us so that maybe for sure Maybe are, that we would never expect, yeah. but they're actually getting us where we want to go. Absolutely. Yeah, um, because Glee was a door that I didn't see at all. And think um, about how many hundreds of probably thousands of people would cut off their left arm for that role. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, no, and you know, I, <laughs> and I, I like, had to like, hand it to you. I had to think about it a ton and, and eventually um, decided to at least just send in a self-tape audition and, and, you know, just see what happens because... What Most is your thought process of going through then? Like through there. Like what are what are what is the fear? What does fear look like in your head at that um, moment? I mean, honestly, I, I guess it was really just the fear of I think just the fear of the unknown unknown and the fear of of, of looking like an idiot, honestly. Like you know, and, and that's so ridiculous because 
that shouldn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but it's such a normal thought we all have. It. Well, yeah, of course. How did you decide to be brave and take that leap? And then what did you learn from overcoming that fear and taking that leap? What did what was the payoff? Uh, I decided by having many conversations with family members and friends, and then and then kind of reevaluating uh, what it meant and. Um, like you just said, uh, I kept having this, you know, well, there's a million people out there that would die for this role, you know, have been starving in L.A. for years. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just felt like it was okay to do, like at least try it. Um, and then once I, once I got the part, you know, <laughs> I sent in a self-tape, and then I uh, eventually had to go out there and audition in person for Ryan Murphy. Um, and... I completely thought I screwed it up. Like I, so? I, I just was not confident in, in the performance I gave. Um, and I don't, I don't get nervous really, but um, I was just super nervous in front of them. And uh, Ryan Murphy looked like Were they like cold? He Were they yeah, icy? he just looked so stoned. Did you like just pay like, for, yeah. like, was it a panel of judges just staring at you with their yeah, arms crossed? Yeah, well, it was, <laughs> like, it was like two of the writers, the creator of the show, Ryan Murphy, and then like, a, you know, another executive producer all and just And they're not like smiling. This, just it's like they're the like, whole time. It's like they think you just are terrible and they're yeah. bored, but they're kind of doing that probably to psych you out, right? Uh, I have no idea why they do it. Uh, <laughs> I think they're just, I think they're so in their heads trying to see you as the character that they have created. Okay, um, that makes sense. So they're just really trying to, they're picking you apart, right? Yes. And, and that's what they have to do. But and, and I got warned, like the casting agents told me, like, hey, we know you've never done this kind of thing before. Um, they're going to look like they hate you. Like they just don't pay any attention to that. And I was like, okay. And then I just completely paid attention to it. <laughs> and uh, it, it just threw me off. But anyway, I, I thought that I had uh, really messed it up. And, uh, and then the next day I get the call uh, as I'm getting on the plane to come home. Um, that I, I got the part and that I should go home and pack up everything I have and, 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 and come out to L.A. in like two days. So we had like a two-day turnaround. So you started filming like two days later? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you all of a sudden become an actor on a hit show when you never acted before? Like what are you, what's going through your head in that two-day period? Um, and then what do you do the first day on set? Are you nervous? Because now you're working with superstars like Leah Michelle, right, who's yeah. a, one of like the hottest stars in Hollywood, yep. and now she's your cast member. Not yeah. to mention the whole rest of the cast. Are you, um, like, overwhelmed? Definitely. The first, my first day of shooting was so, it, it was it was like completely just jumping in the deep end. Um, there was no warm-up at all because the first scene I had was a scene in the library and literally all of the senior cast and me, and that's it. So, so it's, it's like, like everyone who's been doing this for six mm -hmm. years who are veterans, pros, yeah. and you are. Oh, I'm like having a panic attack. Yeah, it was right now. it was terrifying. Um, were they nice to you? Oh, very. Everyone was super nice, and, and you know, everyone you knew that like it, they're not going to come in there and like you know try to scare you. Mm -hmm. um, they wanted just, they wanted you to succeed. Yeah, they, they want the you show. to have a good time. They want you to you know they need a good show. So um, no, everyone was fantastic um, and very welcoming. Um, but yeah, the first day was nuts, and like the in the Two days leading up to it, I was just, I wasn't thinking about it as much because I was memorizing, memorizing, memorizing. and like It's almost good that know. you were kind of stressed out. Yeah, to yeah. and on. you know, I was like, okay, get, your, get to your hotel, like, figure out uh, time to work on this, like make sure you're not an idiot. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, anyway, the first, you know, the first day I get thrown into that scene um, and we shoot for three or four hours um, 
and you know it, it's just the same thing over and over which I also I had no idea how TV works so tell me how it works how did that go it's a lot of hurry up and wait it's just tons of you get there uh, at a certain time and then usually you're gonna wait for another half hour an hour before you're really doing anything um, but you know you're also doing like marking rehearsals and then just kind of going over stuff with the director um, but uh, and also my first the my first encounter with a director was great. Um, I can't thank Brad Beaker enough for being such a warm, <laughs> like, inviting person. Because um, you just, you know, you hear stories and stuff of just all, you know, how crazy the TV business can be. But he was very inviting and, and just very, like, this is what I'm asking of you. Uh, you know, you do it in your own way. Um, and it, it, it all worked out very well. But we, we shot there for about four hours and then they wrapped me and I, I got to go back to the hotel and, and just you know chill for the rest of the night. So what are you thinking the day that you wrapped that you go back to the hotel and uh, this whole thing happens to you? You're just in your house yeah. in South Carolina making YouTube videos and now all of a sudden what a month later? Yeah. Uh, you're doing your own shows, your own music and now like you're on Glee. <laughs> yeah so when I wrapped the first day I was wrapped for about an hour and then they called me again uh, and said, hey, we're doing this dance number later tonight, and we want to throw you into that. And that was even worse, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't act, and I definitely don't dance that much. I uh, cannot commend you enough for <laughs> going for it. This has uh, to be a whirlwind. Well, at that point, I had no choice. <laughs> it's yeah. like there's a contract that's been signed. Okay. So, um, so no. you're like, okay, here I am. This is my yeah. destiny. Yeah, but they, they were awesome, and then I, you know, I met the dance uh, instructors and stuff, and they were fantastic, and, and uh, you know, just like, Showed me, like, you just got to do this. Like, we're going to pair you up with this girl. She's going to, you just follow her lead the whole time. Just act like you're in high school having fun. Um, yeah, it was it was a crazy first day. And I think we weren't wrapped until, like, 1230, uh, you know, that night. And, and you know, see you at 7 a.m. in the morning. So it's, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy existence. Um, and especially, like, when you're shooting, when you're shooting, uh, on like the lot, like on the Paramount lot or whatever, you know, studio the uh, TV show has. Um, when you're in like a soundstage, which is essentially just a huge warehouse building that just, you know, converts into a bunch of different kinds of sets, you're just in a box all yeah. day for 14 hours. <laughs> so it's just, you get, it's weird. Uh, it's very it's strange. It's like, what is life? Yeah. And, Do you start and thinking you, like, seriously, like, what is this? Yeah, well, I mean, me and like the other four new guys that got, um, I shouldn't say new guys, are two girls Newer, not the um, senior class. But cast. they were, you know, we all got brought in together, um, and I don't think any of us had done TV before. Um, one of us had, but... Uh, so was that kind of comforting that there was at least a very few much. of you all together? Did y'all clean together we white, did. white on rice? Yeah, we were, <laughs> we basically spent like every night together, um, and you know, and that was... When people ask me, like, one of my favorite things about the show is literally that I just made, like, a, a whole group of really close friends. Because it's almost like going to war together. You're thrown into the situation. <laughs> Truly, and I mean, obviously right. not, like, as life and death, but yeah. you're thrown into the situation, and you don't know what you're doing. You just have to stick yeah. with your brothers and um, sisters. That it really is. It's very much, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you all just kind of bond over the things that you don't know how to do uh, or the things that you're scared of. Do y'all give each um, other support and build each for other For sure, yeah, and I think we, we all kind of needed it. I did at least. Um, but, you know, it, it was 
it's weird, but you also have those days where you're just like, I'm in Hollywood, California, shooting on an international TV show that's, you know, won Emmys and, and all sorts of stuff. And, and uh, Why do you think this happened to you? Why do you think you were blessed in this way? Because you've been touched. Like, you've been blessed. Things have seemed to, Matt, big, huge things have happened for you without right. you trying for them. Why do you think uh, this happened for you this way? I have no idea. I really don't. I don't have the slightest clue. Because um, like I said earlier, there are people that have been just slaving away in, you know, what I'm sure is, is much like the music industry where you just kind of feel like you're beating your head against the wall sometimes to, to finally break through. Um, and why that got dropped in my lap, I don't know. I mean, I got, they, liked, they liked my music. They liked the voice, that's, which is great. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. Do you feel like you have a responsibility now that you do have such a gift and you have been in a way like you have been chosen to use a plat to have a platform mm -hmm. and to be noticed for your talent? Do you feel like this is your calling? Do you feel like it's, do you, ha is there a, not like higher purpose, but do you have some sort of, um, higher calling with it? Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, there are, and I feel like this is with any industry or any job or anything, um, you know, there are certain days where you just, it just doesn't feel like it's working or you don't feel like you're, you're on the right path or anything. But um, I think at the end of every one of those days, it's so apparent to me that this is what I do because I have to. Um, I write music because I have to. Um, it's not. I, I, I don't have a choice. Um, you really it's, feel it's that way? Kind of, yeah. It's, 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 and I feel that way because, like, at the end of the day, I don't, and, and a bunch of people say this, um, I don't care about what, you know, what kind of accolades I get or, or you know, TV show spot or, or even chart listings or anything like that. I just don't care about really? it. Really? Um, You're doing you know, it for the gift, for the talent. It I has do to it, come out. I do it for the songs. I, I like writing wow. songs. It's, it's, wow. That's what I do. And if it's... Uh, that's was, amazing. Not yeah, everyone you know, has that outlook look on it. Well, you know, I, I was saying this uh, the other day. Um, you know, if like five, ten years from now, I'm still writing music, uh, making that my living... Uh, whether that is with me performing them uh, or, you know, someone else has cut one of my songs or it gets on TV shows or, or whatever it is, as long as it's my living and I'm able to, like, live the kind of life I want to live, um, then I'm fine with that. I just don't, wow. you know, I, it's it's about the song. It's about the songs for me, and that's that's it. Wow. That's yeah. so inspiring. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to wrap up. Okay. So... I want to talk to you about your new album, Life yes. Tell me about this, The Valley. And you had you said something. One of the words in The Valley is, save your strength for The Valley. The morning soon to come. Your soul is waking up. Mm. Now, what inspired that line and what inspired that song? Because that is deep um, So wise. When I wrote that song, I wrote it with a wonderful singer-songwriter uh, here in Nashville named Amy Stroop. Um, and we've been writing together for a while now, and I think that was one of it was our second write together. And we wrote that song, and I think when we wrote it, um, 
it was very much about like you know like the the valley of a relationship like where you where you have you know come so far with this person but something has gone wrong and you're trying to kind of get back to where you were um, but now um, in the making of this album and just in the last year or so of just you know trying to make music work and stuff um, the valley has kind of come to symbolize what it is to to make your passion uh, your living or, or just do what you love in general um, so you know for me it's it's you know, we all kind of start in a valley and then we work our way out. Um, and, you know, I think that line that you mentioned is, is for me, it's just, it's, it's kind of a, it's like, you know, just someone yelling at you, just like, just hold on, it's going to be fine. You know, because, you know, on your worst days, you want to give up and you don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I need to get a steady job, you know, but I can't do that. And, uh, Have you always known you had this talent since a young age? You, uh, and you had a very supportive father who's yeah. here with us today, which is amazing. Yes, he is. But he yeah. thought he's encouraged you even some. Sometimes it feels like mm -hmm. when you weren't even wanting to do it yourself. Right. He's known um, your talent. I, I, without going too long-winded here, I consider myself extremely fortunate that I have had people throughout my life that have told me, "You can do this for a living, and you can." It's you're not totally crazy. Normal. Exactly. Um, and lots of kids where I grew up have enormous amounts of talent, uh, but they just don't have that support system. Um, so that's something I'd like to see happen uh, more often. But, yeah, I, I've had wonderful support from my family, from my friends, my teachers, um, and, and they've always just told me, you know, if you want to do this, you can do it. So I want to wow. do it. And I'm a keep doing it until it doesn't work anymore, I guess. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. two more questions, then we really have to wrap okay. up. Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> What's Lee Michelle like? She's great. No, she is. Um, Tell me something that no one would know about her. Oh. Uh, hmm. She tends to talk about poop. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's funny. She, you know, she's like, she's one of the prettiest girls ever, and, and you know, but she just kind of has like a, of a crude sense of humor sometimes and it's funny it's I hilarious I love that yeah I just but, uh, that makes you love her more yeah <laughs> no um honestly everyone on the cast uh fantastic they're, they're all like were amazing to me and, and welcoming to everybody and yeah I, I feel lucky to have been a part of, of something that cool so okay and I like to end all my interviews with leave your light so give me some inspiration how you've been inspired or how you want to inspire people hmm I think if I, I guess I'll give it in the in the terms of, of kind of advice maybe. Perfect. Um, if you are wanting to do uh, music for a living or really any kind of art form for a living, um, just <laughs> know that it is a long game. Um, you know, I know that the overnight success story is never overnight. It's like seven years, eight years. Um, but it, it is. It's you have to be patient, um, and you have to just be true to yourself. And you know, I'm trying to do that. Um, 23 have a lot to learn, but so far, I would just say, if you want to do this, you can do it, and just work at it and be patient, and it'll happen. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so now Noah Guthrie is going to play us a couple songs from his highly anticipated album that's being <laughs> released, released June 23rd. The Valley. Noah Guthrie, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're to hear you in real life right now. Yeah, let's do it.
Teal Audio's newest speaker line, the Aurora Livestream speakers, are designed to fit seamlessly into your home with its wide range of connectivity. To check out the latest speaker line, go to tealaudio.com. Okay, so tell me about the first song that you're going to sing from your new album, The Valley. Uh, this first song is called Love You Now, and uh, it's, it's just kind of about when you're going through a rough patch with somebody and, and you're trying to kind of revitalize uh, the relationship that you had, I guess. Okay, take it away. <laughs> You've been crying all the way from Alabama Dreaming with your head against the glass We set out to step foot in California Hoping it would save this life we have Oh darling, I don't know it all changed On the white walls of you I swear you used to hold me Like I was dying But our love Is dying too God and I don't know where It all changed I, I want to find a way To love you now If you're Fights I can't remember Blaming you for all our broken things Stay out here, you look so Thank you. 
we're gonna have one more. That is amazing. Your voice is amazing. Your stage presence is amazing. The song's <laughs> amazing. Okay, so tell us about your last song you're gonna sing for us. This last song uh, is called. Oh, I guess I should. This last song uh, is called "The Valley," um, and it's the title track. Title track for the new record. Um, oh man, and this song um, is for everybody. This is this is a song that if you've ever felt like you're in the valley or you're going through a super rough time uh, trying to do what you love. Um, this is for you. This is for us. The morning sun. 
my eyes are filled with tears oh. that is like spiritual that was an experience a spiritual experience thank you so much for sharing your gift with me thank you so much for sharing your gift with us noah guthrie you have a new album the valley coming out that was the title track to the song so y'all make sure you look for it it'll be everywhere where where can we find it everywhere that you can find music you can find it thank you so much noah you're amazing I hope you guys loved hearing from Noah Guthrie. Is he not so inspiring? What a great story and life he's lived so far to be so young. Next week, I have Jillian Jacqueline joining me. She is the new hottest thing in country music. Her songs have already gotten 5 million streams on Spotify. She's blowing up. She's so inspiring. She's been doing this since she was like nine, and her story will just blow you away. So y'all get excited. Jillian Jacqueline is next week. Y'all don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>